You're listening to Trademarks Made Easy. Trademarks Made Easy is the podcast focused on helping brand owners in the e-commerce space. With your host, Susie Hickson, the private label lawyer. But don't worry, you won't find too much legalese here. Welcome back to the Trademarks Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Susie Hickson, also known as the private label lawyer. I help clients create long-term wealth with their private label products by guiding them through the complexities of the legal landscape so they can grow their businesses securely and confidently on a daily basis. So today's podcast is a second of a two-part interview with Paulina Masson. I love speaking with Paulina. She is so much fun and just an absolute wealth of information. Paulina is a software developer and founder of shopkeeper.com. We're continuing our conversation about pricing psychology, pricing strategies, and price split testing. So no matter what industry you're in, even if you're not doing private label, I really feel like these pricing strategies could apply to almost any industry. There's a lot of psychology involved in this and it's so fascinating to me. Now, if you didn't catch part one, go and listen to it right now. I promise you, you're gonna learn a ton of great little pricing tips that again, can be applied to a lot of different businesses. So take really good notes. So I will see you on the other side. Have you ever kind of done your research and then gone to a manufacturer and did exactly sort of what you mentioned saying, hey, let's do a line of products that are going to be for the luxury market, but then let's remove features A and B and then make a, a line of products that are for sort of the middle market. Have you done that with arguably the same product? Yeah. So the way I discovered this idea is I already had a product launched and then I realized that competition was too fierce and the product was just average. It wasn't a luxury, it wasn't bargain, it was just in the middle. But in the middle were too many players and I couldn't compete. So I was getting five sales a day. It was, it was not nothing, you know, it, it wasn't worth it really spending my time on it. So then I thought, okay, so let me look at the situation. And nobody really was playing the luxury game in there. And then I went to the manufacturer and I said, okay, for the next batch, could you add this? And we added another zipper and then include an extra present inside. And then we just, Puff up a little bit. So basically, I'm in apparel. So always <laughs> talking about apparel item. So we we made it much better, and we packaged it. We had a surprise inside, like a surprise insert that was not displayed in the listing. Like completely made it a different experience. You know, when you open those Apple products, how everybody always gives this example. So it has to feel good. You know, so we made the box. Box always is like negligible, right? People say ignore the box because you're not on Amazon, but you don't have to ignore the color of the box, you know? Right. So right. I decided, okay, I'll make completely black box, just black, and then big golden letters gonna write my brand on it, right? So it's like you get this huge black box, and there is these golden letters, and then your dress is folded inside like the wedding gown, you know, with this little bit of uh, paper around it. You know what I mean? So oh, the yeah of taking it out like oh i bought something expensive <laughs> so it's, 
is is different now it's suddenly 169 dollar dress comparing to that 39 dollar dress you know and it's almost the same item except it's a better quality material and you know all these accessories and experience that you're giving so you can make a lot of money this way when you so that's how i discovered it and then the next items i already started thinking like that i'm mm, let me look at this one now there's this t-shirt so let's see who is there. And, and I decided that that's a good strategy, you know, and that's how I started deciding all of my prices from that. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's really cool. So did you, with your two products at different price levels, were they under the same brand name or did you, did you create a new brand name for the higher level, more luxury product? I completely discontinued the other one. So okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> In reality, I did a little bit gray area thing. I created a new variation on the same listing. Okay. Okay. So once the old variation ran out of stock, I had this new variation now, right? Mm -hmm. So basically I waited for that to happen because I wanted to reuse the number of reviews, you know, that the ranking it built up and so on. So I basically switched the price. But then you know what happens on Amazon when you jump the price too fast, too quick, they remove your buy box. Even if you are the only seller on the listing, they remove your buy box. And many listeners might not know what I mean. Well, what happens when you are the only seller and you lose your buy box? Now, instead of inside the listing, instead of the button buy now, you suddenly see, see all buying options. And there's no more price. It just says one seller and you have to click it to see the price. Mm -hmm. And that kills your conversions completely. When you suddenly don't have add to cart button, you just see, see all buying options. That is not a converting page. You know, so to jump that price, it cost me the buy box. And then I had to reduce the price and then just jump $2 today, the next day more and then more. So it was, it was painstakingly very, very hard to get to that $169. But once I got there, I was happy. You're and then happy. the next product I launched, so I already launched with the launching price. Instead of 170 range, I launched it 120, so not 39. So that it's easier to climb up, you know. So I basically launched a little bit closer to what I want in the end. But, you know, for the launch, you always start with a little bit less than your goal, 40% margin. And that's how it went. Do you know why Amazon does that? Is that a security? Is that a security thing? Or do you have any idea why they would do that? I guess Amazon is all about good deals. So you can reduce your price as fast as you can, you know, from 169 to 11, they will not say nothing. But if you jump the price up, they consider it as something happened incorrect. Like maybe you made a mistake or I don't know. It's just, yeah, they, they like to present the best deals, the best bargains, and they consider big jumps in price like something like you're trying to use the buyers. I don't know, something that shouldn't happen. What is the maximum product price that can be on Amazon? Maximum price could be 300,000 US dollars on, in the United States and 240 British pounds and 240,000 British pounds and so on. So it's actually an interesting point you bring up because I did try to have an item that is $300,000 in US. And the reason I was doing that is because there are many blogs that I've seen popping everywhere. The most expensive items you can buy on Amazon, you know, articles like that. And I thought, hmm, I want to get onto one of those, you <laughs> I know? I want to be on that list. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, because have you seen that website? This is why I'm broke. No, I haven't. I should look it up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just this is why I'm broke.com. You might laugh at it because I think they list like a lot of maybe affiliate type things. Like, you know what I mean? I think that's sort of the point of it, but there's just some really outlandish 
things that end up on this is why I'm broke. So interesting. You could end up on something like that if you, you know, if you have like a three hundred thousand dollar <laughs> product. So yeah. So tell me more. This is interesting. Yeah. So I decided that I should get on one of those and. Yeah. I've, I've Googled for like the most expensive uh, on Amazon. You know, if you Google right now, there will be many, many, many results. And I thought it's probably every day they're popping up, you know, so maybe somebody's going to pick up on mine. <laughs> but so I, I basically went to my manufacturer and I said, okay, can you create for me this mini tiny little, I was selling accessories for dresses. And I thought if I create mini, like, two millimeters by five millimeters size, a copy of that accessory, same like the big one, it would be, you know, I could call it a magic amulet and charge 300,000. <laughs> you don't I, know. There's you know, a buyer out there. Yeah. But I, 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 I tell you honestly, I failed at that. Um, Amazon actually sent me an email saying there is a pricing error, you know, and if you want the pricing error removed, you have to prove to us that this is in fact worth worth that much money you know so mm -hmm. it has to be either authentic item or sacred you know by the pope or or something like that you have to have for sale on amazon <laughs> you can't just randomly price something that high you have to go over the hoops but i think those hoops are worth it if you do in fact have something unique like that and i'm sure you could come up with something unique and uh, ask some designer to sign it you know and then you will have something like this so that external traffic signal is always very good for ranking on Amazon, you know, and once they get to your page, you never know. They may buy something cheaper, you know, you, they don't have to buy that $300,000 item. Yeah. I've been on Amazon before and I've searched for things and then you know how you can sort in order of pricing and just out of curiosity, I've like ordered it from the most expensive to the least expensive and I've seen things on there that are extraordinarily expensive for what the actual product is. And it made me kind of wonder like, okay, well maybe someone messed up with their posting or whatever with their listing. But then I thought, well, maybe it's some like money laundering scheme or something. You know what I mean? Like some type of fraudulent activity going on with the transfer of money through the, I, I have no idea. There are sometimes maybe not that high of prices to 300,000, but for example, my products often appear in marketplaces that I do not sell in. So, um, you know, uh, let's say some products I do sell in Japan, but I don't sell all of my products in Japan. And I've noticed that products that I don't sell still appear in Japan, but price is 10 times the price that I sell in US. So these are normally drop shippers that are just automatically, automatic process, like there, there are apps that do that, scan everything that is, doesn't exist on Japan, relist it and charge for shipping double the price. And you know, that's the idea. And it becomes like that same dress could now cost $1,000, you know, and then you think who would price that? Or, you know, a napkin, like Kleenex napkin box, you know, suddenly $300 and you think who would pay for that? <laughs> but in fact, I don't know, maybe there are people that really, really need that something that, you know, is not available in their marketplace very urgently. I, I bought the tissues. You never know. No, but I bought something. <laughs> <laughs> I did buy something like that for my kids, you know, outside the little plastic house where you can play inside. And I really wanted this particular brand. And in Canada, in Canadian, Amazon was not available. I lived in Canada at that time. So I ordered th three times the price. Mm -hmm. You know, even though it was 300 in the United States and Canada was $900 and I just still ordered it because I needed it right now for you that birthday party. You need it for the kiddos, right? I mean... It was a birthday party, yeah. <laughs> 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 I love that. 
there are people who pay those high prices and I guess uh, dropshippers are using that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure. So let's talk a little bit about, I'm actually a member, a prime uh, member. So I don't know what the threshold is now to get free shipping. Maybe it's 20, is it $25? $25 in the US. Yes. $25. So what are some pricing strategies around like meeting that threshold like to sort of encourage people to purchase like should you you know price it 25.99 for for a for a bargain you know just to kind of encourage that person to purchase because i mean for me i hate paying shipping prices even though i know i'm paying it at the end of the day even if it's rolled into the pricing and here it is a psychological process of it but if if i'm checking out so you know on an e-commerce site and they want to add $15 for pricing or even worse, they keep adding more for shipping. I mean, the, the more you spend, that discourages me from actually making the purchase, right? I would rather them just say free shipping and like just have a little bit of an increase in the price. There's a psychological thing there. So how would that work on Amazon and pricing? You are very good at asking this question because it's actually the most popular feature on the sidebar. There's this free shipping checkbox that you can check. And it's the most popular feature on Amazon interface. That's that checkbox for free shipping. <laughs> you know, many people. Yeah. So if you do, in fact, if your prices are above the threshold of 25 or in France, 29 euros or, you know, whatever threshold in that marketplace, if your price is just above it, then you suddenly will appear in all of those search results for free shipping. So that's mm -hmm. many, many more eyes looking at your listing. Actually, I did test it on mine. One of my dresses was $20.99. And I made this calculation that actually people were paying about $6 for shipping. So I was thinking, hmm, wait a minute, I'm going to make it $25.99. So that will be $5 extra profit for me and still 50 cents less for the customer to pay, you know, for the, for the dress. <laughs> so, and actually it did increase. I changed nothing else. It did increase. It didn't jump you know, 50% up. It maybe jumped like 5% or 10% up my sales, but it did increase. So I'm not so sure, you know, there could be other things that, in, you know, like I said, there are so many factors. You cannot just are, yeah. decide that that's, that was the only reason. But the jump was so significant that I'm thinking it was the main cause, you know, of that. And I was making extra $5 suddenly. And then I started doing that for all of my prices. So my advice to anyone who's listening, if you have any prices that are just below the thresholds, probably by one or two dollars, I'm not sure you can jump always the five dollars that I did. In dresses, you know, you can jump a lot because there are not one-to-one -one competitor around you. But if you're having a knife sharpener and you are competing for dollar by dollar, you know, you can't jump that high that quickly. So if you have $24 or $23 in your price, then do it, switch, make the switch to $24. 99 right? And uh, same for all the marketplaces. It's really a good idea to make the switch and take a look at your statistics. Do nothing else, change nothing else, and then see how it's going to help you. And you will definitely see some improvement over there. Just It's a very simple thing that you can do right now after this podcast. Okay, so you said it's simple. And that I think that that was simple. But I think that when you're talking about numbers and pricing, uh, Paulina, a lot of people are intimidated. So, let, <laughs> the, you know, they're, they're kind of intimidated by like 
the psychology behind it and then they might they might be afraid to experiment with it so is this something that shopkeeper can help people with actually what we do is okay once you are a seller already and you do have some sales then shopkeeper is becoming useful it's not before you deciding while you are deciding and choosing your product okay so shopkeeper's main core feature is profit calculations it's sort of like an accounting app for amazon sellers okay so it has profit and loss report it predicts how many units you're going to sell and so on so in terms of actual pricing strategies it will not give you recommendations so it's me who's giving your recommendations <laughs> but because i have researched a lot on how to minimize the fees and find the problems in your business. So that's how I designed Shopkeeper to be that when you look at all of your daily stats for the day or, or the weekly stats, you can immediately spot the problems. And that's the, the way the app is designed. So you lead your business by exception, right? You don't look at what's good. You look at what's wrong first. So you, you find those problems, ah, here, oh my God, storage fees got charged, you know, or Amazon overcharged me on subscription fee or this return processing fee. I didn't even know that it exists and it was added in here. So you find the red color on the app, you know, and you know, that's the thing to look into. And then you go to Seller Central, investigate what happened for this number and what happened for that number. So it really helps you to find the issues that you have to work on first. That's the best thing it, you can have, you know, especially when you're just beginning and you don't know all the fees associated with your products. Mm -hmm. And if you look at Seller Central manage orders view, in the orders view, you will only see FBA fee, returns fee, and like referral fee, not much else. All other fees will be presented separately in the transactions view. And then there will be an order ID, but it, you have to basically just go one by one and keep adding it up in the spreadsheet, which I was doing before manually. And it's, it's very painful. Mm -hmm. So that's what Shopkeeper does, pulls all those different 72 kinds of fees and charges that exist on Amazon. They pull it together and show you how much you are actually making. And you may be surprised that you're making so much less than you thought, you know, <laughs> sadly. Knowledge is power, right? So if you can learn where you're getting hit with fees on Amazon, you can know where to correct in the future. So it might seem like little changes, but I think that learning about what's in the red <laughs> on your app, you know, making little tweaks here and there will impact your bottom line in the future. So the knowledge and information that that app provides is pretty impressive. Paulina, I want to be really respectful of your time and start to wrap up, but I want to thank you so much for speaking with me and my audience today. I know that you've just been a wealth of information. And I think that what's really cool is that you've given, this has been very different than all of my podcasts, but you've given people something completely different to think about. And that's you know how to approach this from a little bit different perspective. I think that that type of information is absolutely invaluable. And I'm grateful for you for being here. And I'm grateful for your brain <laughs> to have created. I mean, I'm so thankful that we have people like you that can create things like this. You know, it's mentioned that it's like kind of like being an architect. And so there's so much creativity involved. It's pretty incredible. Where can people find you? So you could go to shopkeeper.com. And for those listeners, 
that are listening, I have a surprise. So I guess I didn't mention that. So <laughs> good. Okay. <laughs> so normally our app has 14 days free trial, but I know for those new sellers that you can't really afford a long trial. You can't really afford any apps um, in the beginning, you know, things are tight in terms of money. So I am offering six months free trial to anyone who is listening and have listened to the end of this podcast. So thank you. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's so, that's so generous. That's so cool. So six months is really useful, especially for beginner, you know, to look at your numbers and see where you are losing your money. So it's very nice. The way to claim it is you have to go to shopkeeper.com and you'll see the little chat bubble that most websites have. Just open the chat bubble and type in the code STINGRAY180. So STINGRAY, you know the fish? <laughs> so all capitals, STINGRAY180. Okay, yes. and I'll, I'll write that in the notes too. We'll have like a link directly to it with instructions. So All right, sounds good. And then you will uh, get the VIP status and then you can have a long trial to enjoy. That's so, that's so generous. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm sure people are very appreciative of that. But Paulina, thank you again so much for being here. I'm very grateful. So are there any parting words you want to say? Any like one piece of advice you would give a new online seller? If it's a new seller, usually new sellers are very stuck on product research phase. I would say, please, please don't be stuck right now. Just go and order one item, five units from AliExpress or 1688 just to test the process. You don't need to research your best product, your niche, your nothing. Just the random first one that you catch, <laughs> just to learn the process. You know, learn how to create the listing, learn what, how to label it, where to even put the category, how to contact sell support, all of these things, just five units. You can start it today. And after that, that leap of faith, you don't need to even jump it. You'll be already there, you know. You'll be there, yeah. I feel <laughs> like there's a lot of analysis paralysis, you know, or perfect product syndrome where people are like, oh, I've got to get the perfect product. But really, they just need to put one foot in front of the other and just start making those steps. And one of the best ways that we learn things, unfortunately, is by making mistakes. <laughs> so you know what? You order five units like Paulina recommended and you mess something up, you know, that's, That's right. It's a learning experience, you know, and I do think that sometimes a lot of we get wrapped up in, in learning and learning and learning and, oh, I'll be ready to do. And I'm guilty of this. It's why I'm talking about it because I'm guilty of it myself. But, you know, you, you, you say you're going to launch or you're going to do this or that, but you have to do one more step and learn, learn one more thing and make sure everything's perfect. But when at the end of the day, sometimes you just got to launch it, right? You just got to get out there and just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it already. <laughs> Just do it already. <laughs> Thank That's you right. so much, Paulina. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. Have a great day. You too. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you love this episode as much as I love creating it. I want to thank Paulina for being so generous with her time and information. We had so much fun on this interview, and I'm happy to say that I've made a new friend all the way across the world. If you found this of value as well, make sure you share it with a friend. So I'll see you next time on the Trademarks Made Easy podcast. And remember, never stop learning. Thanks for listening to Trademarks Made Easy with Susie Hickson, the private label lawyer. 
If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe anywhere you find podcasts or at theprivatelabellawyer.com. Remember, the information provided in the Trademarks Made Easy podcast should not be construed as legal advice. It's for informational and entertainment purposes only. It should not be considered a substitute for legal advice. Also, I'm not your attorney. You should engage with an attorney to discuss your specific legal issues. And finally, while I have taken precautions to ensure that the content of my podcast is current and accurate, errors can occur, and thankfully, like us, the laws are ever-evolving.